SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Rosa Germian and today we will explore the different sectors in the Australian schooling system. Australians are fortunate to have different schooling sectors and the ability to select which best suits their children and circumstances. With excellent schools in the government, private and religious sectors, choosing the right school can be a difficult decision for parents to make. Around 70% of students in primary school grades attend government schools, and around 20% attending Catholic schools, and 10% or fewer attending independent schools. And then in the secondary school grades, 60% are attending government schools from year 7 to 12. So let's get started. Parents want great educational opportunities for their children. However, factors such as cost, school culture and religion can make schooling choice a difficult one. Australia's school system is broken up into three sectors, government or state, Catholic and independent or private. Dr Sally Lassen is a lecturer in education at the University of New England. She explains how the different sectors are governed. They're all governed by the same bodies in each state. So they all present the same curriculum to students and teachers are all accredited using the same accreditation processes. The difference is that some of the sectors ask parents to contribute money towards the education of their children. Because of the different fee structures, many families opt for local government schools when private school fees are simply unaffordable. Dr Larson again. The government school sector is essentially free. Sometimes you are asked to pay a small contribution, less than $100 or so, towards school resourcing. The Catholic school sector does ask parents to pay a fee, but generally these fees are quite small. So they're around about $5,000 per year. In the independent school sector, however, you can pay anywhere up to $30,000 or more per year for students to attend those schools. Excellent schools exist within all three sectors as they're governed by the same state regulations. So what considerations come into play for parents when choosing a school? Professor Amarita Helen Forges from the Faculty of Education at Monash University explains. Government is required by law to provide schooling and government schools or public schools as they are known in some states are open to everyone. It's secular and it's free. The difference for parents is one, whether you can afford to pay the fees at the non-government schools, that is the private schools. And secondly, if, for example, religion is very important that you want your child to have religious education background. In government schools, religious education does not form part of the curriculum, though schools can allow religious organisations to run religious education programmes. 
Catholic schools offer a faith-based education and are open to non-religious families. They are considered to promote community connectivity and discipline and are less costly than private schools. Not only can private school fees be high, but the hidden costs may surprise you, Dr. Larson warns. You do need to be aware that there are additional costs like compulsory extracurricular activities, the uniform, which can be very expensive, compulsory purchase of technology. Some state schools are going down that same path that there's compulsory purchase of technology, but state schools will provide better subsidies for parents who are not in a position to purchase technological items for their children. Also, some families prefer to have boys and girls educated separately for religious reasons, for example. Professor Amarita Forges says these options are more limited in the government sector. The majority of schools in Australia are co-educational, that is boys and girls are educated together, but there are single gender options, mainly within the Catholic and the independent school sectors. Some states don't have any single sex government schools, but New South Wales is the real exception. They've got well over 30 government schools that are single sex, but some states have none. And Victoria has only one boy school, but about five or six girl schools. Some are selected and some are not. While the benefits of single-gender schools remain contentious and academic results may not differ significantly, socially some children are more comfortable in a single-gender environment. Dr Larson says most Australian children are schooled within the government sector. Around 70% of students in primary school grades attend government schools, and that does depend on the state. Then around 20% attending Catholic schools and 10% or fewer attending independent schools. And then in the secondary school grades, the percentage of students attending independent schools goes up to around 20%. There are, again, around 20% of students attending Catholic schools. The remaining 60% are attending government schools from year 7 to 12. Dr Larson says when weighing up sectors, it's important to keep in mind that some private schools build on the concern that children won't get an adequate education in the state system. It's worth being aware that state schools don't have a budget for the type of marketing that independent schools can do. So independent schools will use parent fees in order to market to new parents, but the absence of marketing from government schools doesn't mean that those schools are any less good than independent schools. It just means they're not allowed that in their budget that comes from state government. Professor Amarita Forges agrees that parents should do some homework before enrolling their children. She adds, just because you're paying fees doesn't mean you're getting a better education for your child. Finding a school that meets what you believe are the needs of your child is the number one important factor that people should have in mind. If your child is musical, then finding a school that offers music opportunities. If your child is interested in a particular sport, that that sport is offered in the school, that a language that your child might want to learn is offered in the school. Parents, I think, have to do their homework and find out what the offerings are. If your child has special physical or intellectual needs, not all schools can accommodate. So again, it's critical that parents ask the right questions when searching for a suitable school. If you have a choice, 
request to visit the school you're interested in. For Jacob and Rebecca Marie, a school tour completely altered the decision they made for their daughter. We were lucky enough to have a few good, reputable schools in our area, uh, which is not the case for everybody, especially being outside of the metropolitan boundary. They decided to do their homework and research their options, even though their minds were made up. We'd agreed already that we were really happy to send her to whatever local government school we would fall into the catchment of. But we decided to go and do a tour of a local independent school. We met the principal and vice principal and we were really satisfied with their philosophy uh, and we felt like it was going to be a really good fit for us. So actually then and there we decided to change our mind and we ended up going with this uh, local independent school. Your child needs to be happy, Professor Amarita Forges says. So remember, you are able to change your mind at any stage. In fact, it is common to transition between school sectors at the beginning of secondary school. If you find that you've made the wrong choice initially, then rethink it. Meeting educational needs is the number one thing that should be on parents' minds. If your child is not thriving at any time through their schooling, then reassess. Would it be the right thing to do for them, both socially as well as educationally, to change schools? When looking at schooling options, start with resources such as the Good Schools Guide or My School website for offerings and comparisons. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by Melissa Compagnoni, hosted and edited by me, Rosa Germian. Until next time.